1: what's up and welcome back to kind of funny's pixar in review the final days of pixar in review i want to miss you all remember I'm you me sure
0: we'll find our I way will back will remember here. you nick thank, thank you. you that <laughs> was fantastic
1: as always i'm tim gettys joined by it's christmas in august joey noel hello the big dog kevin coelho jesus
2: christ <laughs> I don't know,
1: Kevin. I don't know. (laughs) And of course, you're the producer slash seducer, Nick Scarpino. Remember Andy. Oh, wait. Andy's here. What's up, Andy? And joining us for the first time in a while, making his glorious return to Pixar and review. It is the one, the only Andy Cortez.
0: (laughs) Un poco loco. Nailed it. Nailed it.
1: I never in my life, Andy, thought there'd be a movie that focuses on Greedos as much as this. So many And I remember seeing the theater (laughs) for the first time and just being like... Oh, a little piece of Andy will always Ah! live with me. God damn, it's so good, dude. I love it. I love it. This is Kind of Funny's In Review, where each and every week we get together and rank and review two different movie franchises. Last week, we just wrapped up Don't Breathe in Review. Uh, here, we're continuing on with Pixar in Review. And later this week, we're beginning our journey with Scream in Review, which I am very, very excited to talk to people about, including James and Elise Willems. So that's going to be a whole ton of fun. Can't wait for that. Uh, if you can't wait for that, you can watch this show on YouTube.com slash Kind and Roosterteeth.com. If you want to get it as a podcast, just search your favorite podcast service for Kind of Funny in review, and we'll be right there for you. If you want to get the show ad-free and watch live as it's being recorded, you can go to patreon.com slash kindoffunny, just like our Patreon producer, Molecule, has done. Thank you so much, Molecule. Uh, because of that, you won't have to listen to our ads about Canva and Stamps. For everyone else, we'll tell you about those later. But for now, let's talk about Coco. With a runtime of one hour and 45 minutes, it was released on November 22nd, 2017. Uh, It was an active production between 2011 and 2017, making it the longest production schedule a Pixar movie has ever had. So that's Mm -hmm. kind of fun facts for you. It was directed by Mm -hmm. Lee Unkrich, an American director, film editor, screenwriter, and animator. He was a longtime member of the creative team at Pixar, where he started in 94 as a film editor. He later began directing, first as co-director of Toy Story 2, and he continued to go on to co-direct Monsters, Inc. and Finding Nemo. And then he made his solo directorial debut with Toy Story 3 before doing Coco. So this man's got the stuff, everybody. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's,
3: he's somebody Pixar wants to stick around for sure. Well... After working at Pixar for
1: 25 Son years, retired in January 2019 to spend more time with his family. So, it's like hey, I planned that. <laughs> the music was done once again by who? Nick, Paul Newman, Michael <laughs> Giacchino, the oh, legend wow. who actually actually makes a semi cameo in this movie. The oh, uh, conductor cool. of the the orchestra. During you the big Ornesto the thing what was uh, modeled after after our boy Michael Michael G?
4: That's wow,
2: cool. I mean,
1: that's really
4: Nick. Would a conductor actually snap his stick like that? Is that, that a is, move?
5: That is something we're taught, but it's only to be used in the rarest of circumstances.
0: Wow,
4: when
5: you really are you a conductor?
4: Someone, I
5: used to yeah, conduct. a was, yeah. was the he oh.
0: did the triangle. Remember? Mm-hmm. That's her. no. Do I remember so, that? <laughs> Maybe no, no. Kevin,
1: Kevin just decides to muff jokes every once in a while. But yeah, <laughs> I, I was, in fact, the, the, the conductor of the band for a long time. Uh, Michael Giacchino, like I said, did the music for this. But he was not alone. Uh, there was a lot of different Mexican musicians that were involved in the entire score for this process. And on top of that, Kristen Anderson Lopez and Robert Lopez uh, did the hit song, Remember Me. What about Mario Mario Lopez? What was he doing? Mario Lopez? (laughs) Not involved. Not involved. I hear that they texted him and he was like,
5: I believe in you guys. And that gave him the extra oomph they needed. Yeah. They're they're like, Mario,
3: we need you. You you got that youth. You still look like you're 25. And he's like, I thought this was an animated movie. What would
5: you
2: do?
5: Andy, what would you do if you texted Mario Lopez and he just sent you all every season they're saved by the bell on DVD. Oh my God. In 4k remastered.
1: <laughs> <laughs> nah, no, it's the standard definition. Yeah, Damn <laughs> the standard definition. <laughs> uh, but Kristen Anderson Lopez and Robert Lopez. Uh, you might know them from what Joey?
0: High School Musical, the musical, the series?
1: Frozen. Frozen is what I was looking for. They're the people that made uh, Let It Go. Obviously won Mm -hmm. a lot of records and Oscars and this and that. Um, Remember Me also got the Academy Award for Best Original Song in this. They also did all the music for WandaVision. All the oh. songs and Agatha all along and all that stuff. So they're oh. pretty damn dope. Uh, this one had a budget of $225 million. Coco's the first film with a nine-figure budget to feature an all-Latino principal cast. So that's really cool. And a box office of $807.8 million. It spent more days number one at the box office than any other animated film in the 21st century. Uh, this film opened not. in Mexico. through three and a half weeks before it opened the us where it surpassed the avengers the first avengers as the country's highest grossing film of all time wow Um, in terms of awards this one was a banger uh the film won two academy awards for best animated feature and best original song for remember me it also won best animated film at the baftas golden globes critics choice movie awards and the annie awards and uh some fun stats for you andy whenever a guitar is played the animated character's fingers match the fingering of the actual chords if you watch the video of ernesto uh, miguel's watching near the start the camera zooms in on his hands when he's playing notes implying sure it's does. actually a stunt double it's not him playing there's oh. no wide shots of ernesto plays so that's a fun little that's amazing little there for you, uh, you what, okay, as as the only semi-professional
5: musician in this group um notwithstanding, <laughs> i know Andy. i'll speak for you on this one okay it does bother yeah, sure. me when people are playing an instrument and they're not actually playing the instrument and/or doing the correct finger positions for said instrument. The biggest mm-hmm. offender is trumpet. We'll leave it at that. We're not going to call it at that. anyone. Leave it at we'll that. Leave it at that.
2: <laughs> I, I mean, I feel
1: like with the trumpet, you could just kind of hit those buttons and just. God. Damn it <laughs> out. <laughs> uh, and the Bechtel test is a measurement of representation of women in fiction asking whether a work features at least two women who talk to each other about something other than a man. Uh, this one's interesting. It passes, but just barely. There's actually only one scene uh, where they where there's two women talking to each other, and it is with Mama Coco and her daughter uh, towards the end. Um, but hmm. I would have thought this was a slam dunk, but uh, it, it wasn't. Uh, but they did it. None. Now, me, does it count yes. as a man
5: if it's a little boy they're
1: talking? That's about. and that's that is some because levels it, it of was, complication. Yes, it does. It's always my interpretation
5: that when they say talking about a man, it's be, it's a romantic, romantic thing, and it's always about the the guy. And mm-hmm. in this one, I think it's different when they're talking about their child. Yes.
4: It's a conversation if like one person is clearly lost and doesn't know what's happening.
1: The thing about all of this is a lot of this you know? is just, uh, it's vague and it's more of an idea, sure. right? Yeah. It's not like there's no science to this, but even then with what you're talking about, Nick, it's like, there's not that many instances of women speaking to each other in this movie, period. Right. It just feels like there are, cause there's a lot of female characters, mm, uh, more often than not, they're talking to men. So, um. Then uh, the, an interesting thing I saw was the film contained certain themes and content, which would be ordinarily banned in China. Uh, but reportedly, the Chinese censor board members were so touched by the film that they made an exception. And just, wow, it That's how you know, you're making good. That's movies. wild. Oh,
5: damn. When, when, <laughs> when, when the censor board in China is like, fuck, we got to give
2: this one a pass. It's a good movie. <laughs> 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 it was like, Andy Cortez,
1: you're back. I want to hear what you have to say about Pixar. What's you feeling about Coco?
3: I thought that there would be zero chance for this movie to hit me as hard as it did the first time, which was so emotional for me to see just all the representation, all of the the stuff that I connect with on such a deep level, even though Dia de los Muertos was something we did in school and not necessarily was a big family tradition. Uh, it's stuff that I knew about a whole lot, but I, it's just nothing really my, my family talked about a whole lot. So the concept of alebrijes and these spirit animals wasn't really anything we ever I the first time I heard Alebrije was I think in this movie to be honest mm. with you um ofrendas. friend does oh yeah all that stuff is de- definitely for sure because a lot of that stuff is we we would do in school as a way to kind of you know uh, uh, understand our culture better yeah. and stuff like that but goddamn this movie hit me just as hard as it did the first time and I saw it I made the mistake of watching it on a plane Oh, with two masks on. And by the end of the movie, Crying. I am just I, I don't want to wipe my nose because I'm on a plane and COVID and all that. And I've just got fucking mocos. I'll call them mocos instead of boogers because we're doing cocoa right now. Yeah, I got right. mocos coming out of my nose. My like I'm tears just rolling down my face and I'm double masked up. Uh, this movie, I think, is just. It's as good as, uh, as a movie Pixar can make. And I one thing I really, really respect about it, aside from all the other stuff just being so accurate and I think the first time I talked about this movie it was just how I always thought as a kid, why does, why does nobody in my grandma's photos of her grandparents, why does nobody smile in these not black and white photos but like, you know, uh, sepia tone photos and shit? And when I saw that on screen, like, I was dying of laughter because it's it's the same stuff where it's just families looking just pissed off. And I thought that was, like, all those things are so great. But the one thing that I really enjoyed about this movie is that there are really small things that are kind of set up that you think are just there to say something, really. And then they kind of play a bigger part in the movie later on. with the uh, with uh, Frida and all the stunt doubles, and having and that being sort of th- something to kind of follow up on, because when you first see that, I think, oh, maybe that's a Frida Kahlo thing. Maybe that's part of her her history that I that's a reference that I just don't understand. But they have it kind of play a really big part in how the characters solve their issues, and there are several moments in this movie that do that. And I I just think Pixar just fucking nailed this movie front to back and I didn't think it would hit me as hard and I was I was bawling again like fucking ten different times of this movie. So very, very good job, Pixar. You have a big, bright future ahead of you. You think they're going to make it? You think they're going to last? No,
4: we'll see. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Not with the way Disney's treating
2: me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Joey. Here we go again. Um, yeah. I, I've only seen this movie once, mostly because it was one where it's similar to the beginning of Up where I was just crying in the middle of it. The first time I saw this, it was Thanksgiving. We went with my whole family and my uncle and my cousins weren't there because they were saying goodbye to my great aunt, which is like my Mexican side of the family. So, like, I remember being in that theater and being like, this is too much. This is too close to home. They, sh- I'm so glad that they didn't come to Thanksgiving <laughs> because they also would have been like bawling in the middle of the movie theater about this. Um, but it's it's I think it's Pixar's I don't know. If this is like too early. I think this is like one of Pixar's best. Um, it's also like the most gorgeous film I feel like I've ever seen <laughs> in terms of animation styles and colors and stuff like that. Um, I think the characters are all really fun. And like, I think there's enough like fun twists and turns and the music is great. Like I can't speak highly enough about this movie. It's so good.
2: Uh,
4: I really like this movie. I think it's beautiful. Like the colors are exceptional and that makes a huge like, you know, the difference when you're watching and, you know, like I got all the hues light going and I'm like, wow, what a masterpiece. I think the story is very much keeps your attention and it gets, it's all these twists, but it doesn't get me like on an emotional level where it's like, it, 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 uh, all the day of the dead stuff, like I'm Peruvian, like that's not something that we, or at least that I grew up culturally doing. So that was all really new and it wasn't something that I could like relate to, um, and just also, I'm not, like, musically inclined. We all know that. Mm. Uh, <laughs> what?
2: <laughs> no. News to me, Kevin. News to yeah, me. Yeah,
4: yeah, So, like, when they were like, hey, stop playing music, I was like, yeah, kid, stop it. You know what I mean? <laughs> <So> that, <laughs> But, I mean, it's, it. it's, it's a really really good story knock and, it off kid yeah. <laughs> uh, um like make the shoes you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> anyways but like i people need I, I shoes really, i i really did i really did like it and i think that is it like it's a spectacle to watch
5: nick yeah, I mean, I agree. Sentiment echoed. Saw this movie theaters was blown away and then um, was looking forward to watching it again a second time, wondering if it was going to hit and it, it absolutely hit. I think it's, I think it's, you know, very, very, very well structured. I think the characters are all great. They're voiced wonderfully. The cinematography in this is amazing. The art direction in this is if it, yeah, I mean, it should win every award out there possible because it's just so beautiful. Their use of colors. And it's got a dog that ends up being a spirit creature. What more could you want from that? My one of my favorite things that I, I didn't catch before, uh, but is now one of my new favorite things in the movie is when they when Dante and uh, Pepita come around the corner and you see their shadows and Pepita's shadow is like gigantic. And then it comes out and she's little <laughs> this little tiny cat.
2: Yeah, and it turns
5: out that maybe cats and dogs are spirit animals. We should respect them more. Kevin.
4: I'll hmm. never respect a cat. Not for this joke. Not for anything. I don't Fair respect enough. them
1: yeah for me this this movie's it man like this is as close to a 10 out of 10. I mean fuck that it is a 10 out of 10. Like I can't believe that so many years into Pixar movies and so many down this list that we're still getting bangers th- to the level that I'm like okay well fuck it's getting gonna get so hard to start comparing them uh with the the little things and it just starts becoming a personal preference uh situation at some point but I think that it is inarguable that this movie from every vision point that they were going for they nailed it like the the art design is so fantastic the first time he strums the guitar and the pedals fly up and all that it's just like Cool. That moment alone uh, could make this movie number one in my book, but uh, it, that's not all the movie has. It has so much heart. It has so much, such a great plot with such great characters, and it uses those characters in the most fascinating way possible. I don't think there's a single like lost moment of the movie. It keeps moving. Every set piece and situation they're in uh, does my favorite thing of both being interesting to watch at the time, but also feeds into a greater narrative as a whole. And it, that works for plot and for the characters and for just everything. And it's not just our lead that is growing and changing over time but it is everyone around him and by the time this movie ends like if you're not bawling when mama coco is saying it's like you don't have a heart and that's just not even the end of it like when it keeps going and you see them come from the land of the dead they're all kind of hanging out even though they're not really hanging out we see them all hanging out together it's like oh damn guys powerful stuff they fucking nailed it uh voice cast was phenomenal across the board i love that pixar was like all right, Disney, hold my beer. Y'all want some musicals? We're bringing the fucking heat. Uh, and they did it in a way that was just so fun. I loved that. Uh, Remember Me is such a great song, but that wasn't it. The Poco Loco was fantastic as well. What a good, and, what a
3: slap that, oh, that is, yeah, dude. Totally.
1: And it's just like, man, can't. I literally cannot say enough nice things about this movie. And uh, I loved it the first time I saw it. But going into the second, I was kind of like what Nick and Andy were saying. of just like, I don't know. I don't know if it can hit the way some of these other ones are hitting. And fuck, I was so wrong. This was amazing.
3: Yeah, was- I was I, – I, uh- I was worried initially because I thought, did I just like it because I'm Mexican and I'm seeing a lot of brown people on screen and all the songs are hitting and all the mariachi stuff, like all that stuff just hits close to home. Was that the only reason that I really think that highly of it? And I was so glad to sort of be proven wrong and be like, no, it's just great across the board. And again, yeah, like you mentioning right now, um... Mama Coco hitting those when she starts to come in with those lyrics like, God damn, it's so good. And the movie's full of purpose. Again, Mm -hmm. you mentioned it already, but there are so many moments on screen that just seem like this. This is a line we're throwing out or here's something we're kind of pointing out. um, But it's largely going to serve a better purpose later on in the movie. And it's just so smartly written in that way.
1: Yeah. And, and with that, one last thing I want to say is from the first opening moment of this movie, we get the Walt Disney Castle and then we, we get the the fun mariachi version of the When You Wish Upon a Star. I'm like, cool. This is fantastic. And then it goes into the I don't know what the their their names are, but the the papers, flags. the Mexican, the Mexican papers.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah.
1: The, I don't know what the, the, they, they have a name that I don't remember. Flags with like Pastel Picado. Or yes that's what it is um that stuff where it's like they had them like animated in that fun 2D style it's like we always love when movies do that especially when Pixar does it because they do it so well but I don't think has ever been done this well this was like so good where it hits on all those levels of it it fits the culture it fits the the narrative we're immediately engaged we are so in with this uh, with this Miguel kid and he's the moment that he starts uh with a little bit too much exposition it cuts to the scene of the guy being like hey i don't need your life story man i'm like well fuck, they got me right there god this is good nick (laughs) let's get to the plot once andy gives you the song
3: oh yeah yeah uh this song was uh written by a reddit member mama's boy underscore live Mm -hmm. who said i think that this should i think uh andy should sing this song with these lyrics and I'm gonna play it very slowly because it's a hard song to play and it has chords that I'm just not used to doing. So forgive me for the mistakes that I'm about to, to make right here. All right, here we go. <clears throat> here we go.
6: Tell us the story. Although we already know, tell us the story. Though you are elderly and slow. Okay. <laughs> Just know that you are in my heart all most as much as Greg mm-hmm. until we can convince him to come back tell us the story
1: okay well, that was good. so good. And it was only made better by the perfect moment of silence, just Nick going, okay.
3: <laughs> so, great job, Mama's Boy Live, for writing those lyrics. Kevin, please write his name
5: down. He's, been <laughs> just, He's on the list. <laughs> he is on the list. We kick it off, and right off the bat, this movie something special. We get the Disney. We get that we see the, uh, the 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 castle and the lake and the train and all that stuff. And it's the Disney song, but they got a little mariachi flair in it. And I am not mad at it at all. Coco tells the story of how. Uh, excuse me, Miguel tells the story of how he is cursed. A long time ago, there was a family, and, and the dad had a dream to play music. For the world. So he went out for a pack of cigarettes and never came back. The mom banished all music from her life and found a way to provide for her daughter. She learned the fine art of shoemaking and taught that to her whole family. And for her, uh, and as her family grew, so did the family business. But music tore her family apart, so shoes held them together. The woman was Miguel's great great grandmother, Mama Imelda, and her daughter is Coco, the titular character of this movie uh now i know what you're thinking kevin <laughs> i know exactly what you're thinking here kevin there's a lot Make the of shoes. generational oh. <laughs> gaps here is nick gonna get confused like he did that one time with Mortal Kombat? <laughs> <laughs> the answer is yes like, i was yeah. like great <laughs> great grandma who the fuck why are there so many people in it anyway good movie solid movie that was a great grandma one. right because great great grandma
4: so i because he has
5: an abuelita it's just his grandmother his, well, no. Yes, his grandma's yeah. the tough one. Coco his is grandma the great-grandmother. So Coco, Coco is the great-grandmother. is his great-great-grandmother. Grandmother. Great 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 grandmother, great grandmother. Yeah. Now, again, <laughs> Scorpion is their distant cousin. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> <laughs> from <laughs> a whole different part of the world, but it's no big deal. We'll get to that later.
3: Oh, I'm see, sorry, I just, I want to point out uh from earlier enigmatic i i the chat open it's papel picado i don't know why i said pastel that is cake i, I just missed that's just me reading <laughs> wrong that's just sheet cake right there
5: uh let's see the family t- still tells the story of Mama Mother's story every year on the day of the dead. Mama Coco calls Miguel uh, Julio, just like when my mama, uh, Scarpino, used to call me Max, which I know what you're thinking, isn't that the dog's name? Yes, uh, but that's not because my mother uh, had any loss of any any uh, faculties. She just put me and the dog on the same level. Uh, Abuelita mm-hmm. runs the house and cannot stay in music. The family is fine. Uh, with it, but Miguel likes to fucking jam out every once in a while. It's all about Ernesto de la Cruz. He was the most beloved singer in in Mexican history. He is Miguel's role model, and he started movies and had the coolest guitar ever. He's Miguel's all-time favorite. Uh, His song, his all-time favorite song is Remember Me. He lived the kind of life you dream about in the 19, but in 1942, he was crushed by a giant bell. Miguel wants to be just like him. Presumably, minus the part where he gets crushed by
0: a giant bell. I do uh, want to. Who can say?
3: I, I want to point out also just something that that I love about this part that makes a lot more sense once you figure out the plot of the movie. But the fact that uh, Ernesto's version of "Remember Me" is this grand big band once he had sold out and had on he was on this giant stage walking up these stairs and it's this big production and the music doesn't even necessarily sound the same. It's all fast paced and kind of commercialized in a way. Mm -hmm. And when we later find out Hector's version of it, and it's like this slow kind of, uh, the lullaby version or whatever, the the guitar version, it's such a long, there's such a long distance between those two songs stylistically. And it's just really cool to me that when, when, uh, uh, Ernesto de la Cruz was really big and famous. That you could tell, totally had just sold out, and they were just playing this on like on big ass stages at festivals and shit like that. So I love how they kind of made that a a big point of emphasis right there.
5: Uh, Miguel wants to be just like him, and he gets the feeling that they're connected somehow. And then we cut to that part where uh, he's shining or he's doing the shoes for one of the mariachis. He's like, kid, don't tell me. I want to know your life story. I just want to shoe shine here. Uh, but he tells Miguel that there is a uh, music competition and talent show in the square that night. We uh, offer us to give Miguel his guitar to play. Apolito comes over in a rage and beats his ass with a sandal. Now, I personally used to get the wooden spoon, but I see the merit Chimplas. in the sandal. It's softer, oh, and it stings more. I to the wooden They break,
4: though. Once they do,
5: whereas the sandal has more of a whipping action. So I can understand the merits of that, for sure. Uh, Miguel, Miguel rips off a poster of the talent show and says goodbye to Dante, his street dog, so he can go home and get the what for from his parents. Uh, they shut him down and tell him tonight is all about family, no music. Abuelita tells Miguel all about the rituals behind Los Muertos. Uh, Coco wants her father to come home one more time, and it's very, very sad. Keep cutting over the corner, they just leave Coco over there. Uh, Miguel sneaks away to a secret hideout. Which has a shrine to Ernesto de la Cruz. He tunes his, uh, his, this, the makeshift strings on his makeshift guitar and then fires up an old De la Cruz movie so he can play along with it. And of course, um, Miguel, you know, he gleans lots of different sayings from De la Cruz, one of which was in life gets me down. I play my guitar. The rest of the world may follow the rules, but I follow my heart. Tim Geddes, man. Yeah. I wish I learned how to play guitar. I just wrote that in here. I think that was a note that I wasn't supposed to say out loud. In <laughs> the movie, it'd be cool, right? In the movie, Ernesto tells an interview of what it took for him to seize his moment. He says, quote, I had to have a faith in my dream. No one was going to hand it to me. It was up to me to seize that dream. Grab it tight and make it come true. And it he sure worked. did, huh? Oh, he did. <laughs> Anything it takes to seize that dream. He wasn't
3: lying about it. Yeah.
5: How's, that, uh, how's your beverage there, Kevin? Is it good? <laughs> Tim, how's that LaCroix? Is it good?
1: I bet. What are you going to take from me?
2: <laughs> <laughs> what, what can I
1: take from you that Your I haven't Peloton. already
5: taken? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, Let's see. Miguel resolves that night to seize his dream. As his family sets up for the celebration, he sneaks out, but he's spotted by his abuelita with good news. It's time for Miguel to join the new, uh, the workshop carrying on the family tradition of making shoes. Uh, but he's like, I don't want to do that. So he leaves. Uh, and then Dante eats the food on the fr- uh, ofrenda uh when Miguel tries to stop him he goes over to his apartment. When Miguel tries to stop him he knocks down the picture of his great grandmother and uh, when he opens it up he realizes that the guitar in that picture is the same guitar that Ernesto de la Cruz uses okay. which means that Ernesto de la Cruz must be his long lost great great grandfather. He proclaims to his entire family that he's going to be a musician just like
3: Ernesto de la Cruz. And you, you got to does assume go well. you got to assume Nick that when we later find out that it was actually Hector instead of Ernesto, that like, God damn, that guy must have done a lot of push-ups and upper body workouts before this photo, because his body is looking wide and thick and strong and he does not have that frame. So it, it, of course, anybody would mistake it as anybody, but Hector, because he's, he's a little bit of a lankier guy, you know, and yeah. Ernesto's got this big sort of buzz Lightyear looking chest. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't, I can't, you know, begrudge uh, Miguel for not understanding and thinking that that's at a nest though, because that's a big looking dude on that picture.
5: It's also, yeah. it's also smart that they made it the great great grandfather.
3: So yeah, that you wouldn't, no one living.
5: Yeah, no one living would have remembered it. And so it's, it's more believable that they could have hidden his identity. Yeah. Whereas had it just been his he grandfather, also died. what's that?
4: Well, he also died before Coco was like too old, right?
5: So. Yes, but presumably she
1: would have remembered her father's name, right? Maybe. Not, not, if not if her mom was twice. like oh, earn yeah. it all down. How old the hell? do you have to be to remember what your parents look like if you were captured well, and abducted Tim, by an old if man we're going in a house? Lights out. Uh, <laughs> not logic, the name of, not the
5: name then
1: of the thing. No breathe, aka lights out, out. aka <laughs> <a all laughs> the same. Sorry, if you're going by lights don't believe the logic. review. Check it out. <laughs>
5: You can be two, you can be fourteen. Doesn't matter. You're gonna forget. A fire makes everyone forget everything. Haven't you mm-hmm. seen X Men: Dark Phoenix? <laughs> <the same> <laughs>
1: X Men interview. But go check it out. <laughs> go check it out. Uh, but if the great
0: great grandma is like, burn it all to hell. We're like, are we're not. If she's banning music, she's absolutely banning any mention of his name. Yeah, so but, I don't know, know how thing. much of that would have gotten passed down.
5: Fair enough. uh, Abelita asks if he wants to end up like Ernesto, forgotten, left off his family's ofrenda, and he tells her he doesn't care about any stupid ofrenda. uh, So she does what I've always wanted to do: when Fran brings out his guitar at parties, smash that shit in the ground and see if he wants to go get some dinner. Uh, Miguel runs away and tries to enter the talent show, but without a guitar, he is uh, up the. He's screwed. Uh, He asks his grandfather's statue for advice, and the plaque underneath reads "Seize your moment," which he takes to mean rob my grave. So Miguel heads over to Ernesto's burial <laughs> vault and grabs his guitar off the wall. Uh, he asks permission to play in the plaza, just like Ernesto did when he uh, strikes the guitar. And, and excuse me, and, and leaves. Uh, uh, he strikes the guitar and leaves. Kick up behind him, and people immediately notice the guitar is gone, causing Miguel because Miguel is dead. He has been dead the whole time. What a this moment! Is a God damn sense moment yeah uh he runs out of course and he's trying to get everyone's attention but he starts running right through him when he realizes he,
4: he's yeah, not dead though just to be clear like he's just been turned into a ghost because he stole from the dead on the day of the dead
5: correct
3: Cursing big himself. crime
4: a
0: transitive big property you know
3: mm-hmm. vis-a-vis
0: that's
4: not how the transitive property it's life it it sure exactly is.
3: thank
4: you too, thank you too. <laughs>
5: Uh, his parents search for him, but he falls into a grave, and when uh, when a woman comes to help him out, she pulls him up, and he notices she's practically bones. skin and bones, this poor woman. Oh, wait, no, she's dead. She is a skeleton. He has entered the world of the dead, and Dante is there, too, because dogs are so pure, they transcend the mortal realm, unlike cats, who are the spawn of the devil. Uh, Miguel's Tia Rosita, Papa Julio, Tia Victoria, and Tia Oscar and Felipe come to his aid. They want to take him to Mama Imelda for help, but she's stuck she couldn't cross over uh, she got stuck at customs so they got to take her to him um so they take him over the spirit bridge and he notices there's a bunch of other spirit bridge and they're all made of these amazing flower petals just like the ones it's uh, for the flowers so, on the so pretty
0: It's gorgeous. so pretty it, uh, like John- it glows like uh, the only other thing that I've ever kind of seen like that is like uh in the Cinderella reboot when they like whatever they do to her dress, it like glows this pretty blue. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's what they did to these flowers. And
2: yeah, the scene, I just
0: the, love it.
3: The whole scenery here is just stunning. And you got to imagine that when these 3D artists see what the concept artists had drawn, they're like, fuck, yeah, we're going to make this shit <laughs> this out of this. Be fucking
2: <laughs> cool. it's one of
5: those things like this is the totally nerdy joke. But like when you're in After Effects, and you put the glow effect on something. And then you're like, "What if I just doubled the glow effect?" <laughs> and then that's love when Tim goes, "Yeah, that looks." Yeah, cool. I, I just love. <laughs> I, I
3: also, I also just love the structure of them being bridges and having sort of those uh, architectural. Oh, what do what they call Kevin? You know those little arches. Like uh, I, just, I guess just arches. arches sure, that, yeah, it's just arches, like support arches, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say scaffolding, but that's not it, Kevin.
1: No, that's, no, that's not. That's, not that's
7: not definitely not it.
1: Or we get back to the plot though. Let me tell you about our sponsors.
7: This podcast is brought to you by Canva. Guess what? You see all the cool stuff happening and kind of funny all the time. The new motion graphics from Tim or from Roger or from Nick or whatever. I guess where they learn to do a lot of that stuff, the new stuff, because they had basic skills before, but not expert skills. They've been learning it from Canva. Canva Pro is the easy-to-use design platform that has everything you need to design like a pro. No matter what you're creating and sharing, Canva Pro has everything you need in one place, including a collection of over 75 million premium photos videos audio and graphics plus canva pro comes with time saving tools that simplify and speed up the creative process just go to canva.me slash kind of funny to get your free 45 day extended trial that's c-a-n-v-a.me slash kind of funny canva.me slash kind of funny Our next sponsor is Stamps.com. If you know anything about Kind of Funny, you know we've been using Stamps.com for a long time. When Joey was sending out a whole bunch of Patreon stuff way back in the day at the office, she had to start using Stamps.com because we were using so many stamps and it's easier to use. Stamps with Stamps.com. You can mail and ship anytime, anywhere, right from your computer. Send letters, ship packages, and pay less, a lot less, with discounted rates from USPS and UPS. Stamps.com saves businesses thousands of hours and tons of money every year stamps.com is no brainer saving nearly 1 million small business owners like you time and money and with their switch and save feature you can quickly compare carriers to find the best rates every time Stop wasting time going to the post office and go to stamps.com instead. There's no risk. And with our promo code, kind of funny, all one word, you get a special offer that includes a four week trial plus free postage and a digital scale. No long term commitments and no contracts. Just go to stamps.com. Click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type kind of funny, all one word. That's stamps.com promo code, kind of funny, stamps.com. Never go to the post office again.
0: Are you that's talking about what? a flying buttress? That's the only thing that's I remember from history. One of them, Joe. Architecture.
7: That's kind of like <laughs> one of keystone.
5: them. I don't think a that's keystone somewhere in here?
7: <laughs>
5: anyway, uh, Dante follows Miguel loses side of where he's going. When he finally looks up, he sees the land of the dead, and it is stunning, as we've all talked about. He says, this isn't a dream. You're you're all really out there. I thought it was one of those made-up things, like vitamins. <laughs> and his, uh, at his aunt goes, uh, Miguel, vitamins are really. He goes, yeah, I'm starting to think so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> great performance. Great, great reading that line. Okay. Great little bit.
5: He's got a couple of those here that I think I marked a few of them, but he's got great little moments like that too, where it's like very contemporary humor, which I think fits very nicely into those. Uh, of course, he sees the albri... Uh, how do you Alebrije. say that? Alebrije. Uh, spirit creatures. Who guide souls on their journey and make caquitas uh, everywhere. And uh, Kevin, just in case you're wondering, caquitas <laughs> are mini poops, I think. I'm, <laughs> not <laughs> I'm not
2: wondering.
4: They're mini I poops,
1: I think. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> we both know that you know what they are and I know what
1: they are. <laughs> <Lilo> caquitas.
4: <queca. laughs> <laughs> That's a fun word to say. Tim says,
5: cacapupo.
2: Cacapupo.
5: Everyone passes through the realm, has to check into the customs, which cross references their photos with the ones their families have put on ofrendas. Um, I love this. I think it's super such an interesting use of uh, uh, you know uh, yeah i think it's cool um
0: i agree Annika, it's just and... like the systems of like how would they figure out who could go across and who wouldn't and they're like well, let's make it into the tsa and, <laughs> that,
3: and all of this sounds totally fine until you get the overall theme of that if you are not remembered you go away forever and that is just the most haunting thing Ooh, it's terrifying. it happens God, to everyone
4: damn. eventually andy
3: Oh, for sure, Kevin. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's always that you know that one shower thought. That, yeah. Uh,
5: of course, we get introduced wait, to Hector what? here, what who is trying to think through the
3: shower the shower thought that sort of freaks you out. Where it's like, you know, there's one day there will be one person who doesn't remember who, like, will be the only person who remembers who you are, and then they'll die, and that's it. That's it for your legacy that's
5: and your existence. No, before. we're all on YouTube now, which means that 30 years from now, someone's like, "I really like these guys. I hope they make more content."
3: That's true. They're Not gonna realize we have been dead for fucking 30. Yeah, years. all snake bites.
1: In this scene where they introduce the the TSA idea, uh, is this where we get a couple people that we see go by, like the quick jokes with the dude with the the grill, uh, or is this that is, later?
5: Well, this is Hector. We're getting introduced to him where the he's Frida trying he's trying to sneak in his Frida. Yeah, which yeah, is Kala. so
4: like like I'm when then we see that joke. I'm like, oh, that's an interesting thing to throw out there. I'm sure they're not going to commit to this over mm-hmm. and over again. And
1: <laughs> they totally do. <laughs> they do uh it's rat's I... the guy with the grill at whatever point in the movie oh. that, that happens oh that's funny oh that's so, great
0: it was during uh, this part too when they start talking about the forgetting thing that i felt like extreme guilt of like should i how come we don't do this in my like how come my mom and my grandma never did these like am i fucking up am i now i have no ancestors gonna, they're all you gone are. forever and yeah I don't think about it Joey. existential crisis it's
5: gonna get dark See, that's the opposite that's of Catholicism. I mean, Catholicism, they're always up there watching. Mm-hmm. Always. What does it mean if they're be, Mexican Joey?
0: Catholic? Oh, you're,
5: they're watching,
0: Joe, and
5: they're <laughs> judging and they're pissed. Right now. <laughs> and um, all of
0: the ones that are still around are still judging, too, so it's fine. <laughs>
2: Yeah, it's just, <laughs> so <that laughs> it's much has
5: point. changed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Solid easy come, easy go, as they say. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Hector tries to gain the system once it doesn't work, he bolts for it, but he sinks into the flower bridge. He can't make it across without the official sign off from the customs agent. They declare Miguel, uh, which makes the customs agents draw literally drop. He's like, anything to declare and like yeah, this kids alive. And then he's like, What? How did this happen? Did you steal from the dead or something? Uh, then they take Miguel to the office of family reunions uh, where we meet mama Emelda. Uh, she's there just given, given a customs agent uh, just hell because she's like, I should be able to go there. Uh, but it turns out, of course she can't make it over the bridge uh, because her picture is not on the offender, because that is the picture that Miguel currently has with him uh, that he has taken off from, from that. So that's why she couldn't make it over there. Um, he stole from the dead, uh, which is why he's there. He's cursed, which is the opposite of what you're supposed to do on Dia de los D- Muertos. Also, they call Dante a funny looking uh, Elibrijes, uh, which they were like, maybe he's. Just, and then they're like, I, I don't know if it's here or not. I think maybe it might be the next scene, but they're like, she's like, oh, that's uh, the spirit animals coming, spirit creatures come in all different sizes, and they don't always have to look the same. They look over and he's chewing his foot, and she's like, yeah, <laughs> not, he's just a dumb dog. <laughs> maybe I'm wrong on this one. Great, great way to uh animate that thing. Uh, Miguel comes clean. He accidentally took the photo off. Talked about that. Thankfully, Miguel's family's here. Uh, all she needs, all he needs is for one of them to give him her, uh, their blessing. So he can pass over. And of course, mom and all says she'll do that. But in order to give her a blessing, she he has to promise to never play music again, which he reluctantly agrees to. And then he's instantly transported back to the mortal realm and immediately picks up that guitar which breaks so his great. promise so he's immediately transported back <laughs> <laughs> and, and, then, his other, uh, and this, then he tries to get all the other family members to do it for him but then, of course they don't want to defy Mama Emelda because she is the patriarch or matriarch excuse me uh, and so he's like I gotta find the only other living relative that I know of who's in the land of the dead and this the little Cruz he will give me his blessing so I can go play music and get everything I want have my cake and eat it too uh, Nick what's
3: the thing that would have stopped you that if they are like you know, I I give you my blessing to go back to the land of the living, but oh, no one. more Reese's Cups. No, no, no. Or it something. would have been
5: no more – There would have been like, no more Diet Coke. And I'd be like, I can't well, promise that. And then would be like this. What and about yeah, Cherry the Coke The Diet Zero? Coke's would have killed you. <laughs> the Coke Zero is what killed you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I need, I need more <laughs> – like you got a rock of aspartame in your stomach the size of a small football. You can't looking for looking for
3: a second opinion on that
5: yeah, one. <laughs> I, heard, I heard it both ways. I'll get that thing broken up. i that thing. Kevin will come over with a little tack hammer, break that fucking thing up. Easy. I'll, I'll just pass it in the night. God. Yeah, that's no. A holy right pass
1: right it in the night.
5: <laughs> You're up in the middle of the night. But like here we go. Put, put your mouth guard in. Well, at least get you're after. getting up. Because in my mind, like, your you need to get up. You just let it happen. <laughs> no, no, no. You got to have something to bite down on. John. Yeah, you got to get up, stone You got to get before, up. Before, it is not fun.
0: I have not. It doesn't sound fun.
5: Yeah.
4: Shoot ultrasounds at it, Nick. I'll just go in the room. Boom. I don't have Boom. the kind of money
5: for ultrasounds, Kevin. I need you to just, you to just give me Boom. some raspberries on my stomach. Boom. You know what, <laughs> what I mean? Just <laughs>
0: Boom. What is Kevin doing?
1: Kevin's making a He's ocean doing ultrasounds sound. on Nick's stomach, Joey. Use your imagination. Okay.
3: Joey, close <laughs> your eyes. Okay. Kevin, make the sound again. Audio listeners, by the way, you're missing out a lot of good content right now. All right. Here we so go.
5: that's either Kevin. Right. That's either Kevin making an ultrasound on my stomach or uh Star Trek lasers. I'm not quite
4: sure which. Either one. <laughs>
5: Uh Hector and Miguel, he overhears uh, Hector, of course, saying that he knows an Esther La Cruz, so they strike a deal. Uh Hector will get him back to the Living World if Miguel agrees to put his picture on an ofrenda so he can pass back and forth because he desperately wants to get back there for some reason. Uh meanwhile, Mama um, Melda calls in uh some help in the form of her spirit creature, Pepita, who is freaking an, an enormous cat-like uh creature, which is awesome. Um he get uh let's see, Miguel Hector gives Miguel his picture uh well when he was a mariachi uh they head over to uh sea i think is how you say or touchy's studio and dante gets into a a scuffle with frida kahlo and you're like oh wow they're really they're doubling down on frida kahlo that's hilarious at first i was like this is genius because you just have a little cameo where he's he's dressed as her and then they actually have her and you're like that's (laughs) hilarious and then she plays a pivotal role in the third actor like that's pretty awesome uh uh let's see uh frida Shows Miguel her new studio and it or her new show that's going to open the, the gala event for uh Anesta La Cruz, and it is insane. Miguel tells her she, she gives a little bit of music and gives her a couple cues that she could do, which she very much appreciates. Uh, and then uh, Miguel, let's see. Oh, she, excuse me, uh, as Ernesto rises from the ground, Miguel is disappointed, Ernesto doesn't do rehearsals, that's the whole point of why they get there, Ernesto uh, apparently is halfway across town at his part at his pre-party and he's like, damn it, that does sound cool
1: then, this everyone- whole scene spoke to me, I don't even need to go too deep into it, obviously, love production love this type of dumb epic for the sake of <laughs> epic t- bullshit, and their whole introduction to this, ending with him popping up and it not being him, and like her eventually just being like, I want it on fire, and like, all the <laughs> improv and art stuff, still- I was like, this is just so <laughs> good job
5: coco uh then a bunch of uh the people there a bunch of musicians call hector Torizo, and he's like why why do they keep calling you that and apparently he died because of some bad chorizo and everyone laughs which is totally the kind of thing people would do the only way miguel is getting closer in so tonight is if he wins big music competition in the square but first he'll need a guitar hector asks why miguel would ever want to be musician and spend his life performing like a monkey for a complete strangers uh but miguel dismisses him he says what do you know? You are no musician. Hector's like, well, I am actually. Hector takes Miguel to the place where everyone's uh, being forgotten and asks for Chicharron. Uh, Chichi, as he calls him, is now, ha- is not happy to see Hector. So uh, sad. But he's fading. And this is where we get introduced the idea that if if no one remembers you, the mortal world, uh, if you're not putting on an offerenda that you uh, you die forever, we call it the final death. And so he asks uh, Hector to play him one more song uh, as he fades out
1: and goes uh, on. What the fuck, we- Pixar? Mm -hmm. Again, there's some rules to this shit. You either break our hearts in the fucking beginning of the movie and let us get over it, the end of the movie, so we can think about it later. You don't just get to randomly one-third in and just be like, boom, here's a fucking moment that you don't see coming that takes the concept they've built so far and just immediately is like, no, we're going to take it even further. It's going to fuck you up. Good for them, man.
0: And it makes you feel all the feelings about a character you've known for 0.5 seconds. Exactly.
1: (laughs) But I
5: do
3: love Chicharron, so... There is something about that. I thought about getting some. I mean, it's better to have loved than lost than to have never loved at all. Yes,
5: and oftentimes when I eat too many chicharrones, I lose them very, very quickly. I pass them in the night. Mm -hmm. Uh, God (laughs) damn
3: it! (laughs) Something else being passed in the night.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Let's see. Uh, Let's see. Miguel says he can remember. Uh, he's like, I can remember, uh, it's I, I want to go back to the world. I remember he goes, it doesn't work that way. You have to be remembered, passed down, uh, from person to person in the real world. It's not going to work. He's gone forever. So That's, that's the stakes where we're at right now. Uh, on the way to the battle of the bands, Hector tells Miguel that he used to play with Ernesto de la Cruz, which it turns out Hector doesn't hold in very high regard. And we'll figure that out later. The competition begins. Winner gets to play for Ernesto at his party. Miguel wants to play. Remember me, but guess what? That, I mean, that's basically just like the most popular song he's ever had it's super played out and they go around and i love this part where everyone's doing their own little twist on remember me and they're all terrible and he's like he's like why don't i play poco loco instead that's and the mainstream
3: like right song it's so it's so lame
5: yeah, yeah. we gotta go something different
0: real uh, fans no poco loco yeah
5: and poco loco it turns out is a fucking slap and a half but we'll get to that in a sec uh miguel let's see uh, hector freaks When Miguel tells him he's never performed before and he goes, if I can't go out there and play one song, how can I ever be a musician? I don't just want to get Ernesto's blessing. I want to prove that I'm worthy of it. And Hector decides to show him the ropes. He says, shake it out and then give me your best Greedo. And then grab their attention and don't let it go. And then Miguel tries to give a grito. It doesn't really work that well. Uh, Miguel takes the stage and freezes. He spots he spots Hector, who motions for him to grito. And uh, and then after a couple seconds, he gets after it. And he and Miguel takes a breath and he lets out a grito. It's it's a serviceable grito. I would yeah. Say. And then yeah. that gives him what he needs to start getting after it. And man, Poco Loco! If we could just have Andy play that entire song right now, I'd be very very happy about this because it's a great part in this. Of course, uh, Dante steps up and drags Hector on stage so that they can duet and harmonize better than uh, Don Henley and Glenn Fry, or I guess some would say contemporarily uh, Nick Scarpino and Andy Cortez.
3: Yeah, okay, of, course, mm-hmm. of course. Uh,
5: the crowd goes nuts and Miguel is elated until he spots his family skulking around the audience looking for him. Uh, the MC makes an announcement that his family is looking for him and Hector realizes he uh, he could, he's like, wait a minute, you're the kid, he's like, your family's here? You could have been sent back the entire time. Why are we wasting time uh, with Ernesto? Like, we're trying to find Ernesto La Cruz. You're screwing me here, kid. Um, uh, but when he threatens to take, uh, he's like, uh, Miguel ends up throwing his picture away and then splits Dante tries to drag him back and Miguel calls him a dumb dog, which makes him sad. And then mama Imelda uh, lands top of Pita and chases him up a staircase. She says, I'm just trying to save your life. And he says, music is the only thing that, that makes me happy. And you're trying to take it away. You'll never understand. And she's like, buddy, you don't you know no shit idea, about
3: what you know. I know, dude. Are you kidding me? I'm like 19 generations away from you. <laughs> yeah, dude, I've been through it all.
1: I got to say like this movie has kind of Nolan-esque writing when it comes to making sure the plot is only sticking to like and characters are only what you need to know So <laughs> what you need to know and what the characters should know without ruining the twists and stuff for each other in a way that just works like they must have had some type of whiteboard where they're like keeping notes of try. like making sure that they're getting things right cuz like they do a great job of like keeping it consistent so that when moments happen you're not like well that doesn't make sense why didn't blah 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 it's like well shit they Thought about that and answered it. Uh,
5: Miguel has it all wrong. She loves music, but when they had Coco, there was something in her life that mattered more. than. But her husband still wanted to play for the world. We each made a choice. Now Miguel must do the same, but he doesn't want to have to pick sides, he says. He just wants his family to support him like they're supposed to do. And he heads back up. Uh, He heads to the party and tries to get in through the door. Uh, by saying he's related to uh, to Ernesto, and the guys like dude, everyone says that they all try to get <laughs> a Rookie mistake, he gets
3: bounced. So of course he spots Sh- the other ask band. Ask for Mike.
2: I exactly. I, I was going to
3: say the the Wayne's World line that was better than Joe. And Wayne's World, Nick when he's like everybody's girlfriends in he's there. He's like man. my girlfriend's in there.
5: <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, rookie mistake. Of course he spots the other band, the one that actually won the competition uh, from the square, and asks for a favor, and they sneak him in in a tuba. Uh, Miguel spots Ernesto and heads into the party, which is more impressive than he has imagined, but unfortunately loses Ernesto in all of the uh, the, the epicness. Uh, love that there's a pool shaped like the the guitar, which is super, super cool and super chic. Uh, so he heads up to the balcony to get everyone's attention, just like he learned in the prior scene, and starts playing, and then he gets Ernesto's attention before he can make it over to his great-great-grandfather. He falls in the pool. Ernesto, being a good stand-up guy, jumps in after him uh, and pulls him out. But when he does, uh, all the paint that Hector had put on him to disguise him as uh, a dead one of the dead wears off, and he realizes it's the boy from uh, that everyone's been looking for. Uh, but
3: but being know, the big ass celebrity he is, he's like, "Don't worry, like it's all good. You're my grandson. Yeah. Whoa, everything. like what a cool <laughs> that must feel awesome in that moment.
5: Super cool, right? And it's like, wow, it's like Elvis Presley just said, Nick. Yeah, you're my grandson. It's super cool, man. I'm like, cool. Can I have some money?
3: Give me some money. Uh, Elvis Presley died with like fifty pounds of shit in his body, right, or something like that. Yeah, that's why you uh, got. I think practice he had a
4: heart attack.
3: Passing things in the night. He was no. That's not how no, but, he died. No, it's I'm not saying how he died, but he died with like a big load of shit in his body. Like, I, he I mean, was, he was taking a shit, right?
5: We all he died have in the bathroom. In our for body sure. right now.
3: Yeah, they found him
5: on the pot eating some fool's gold. I think. Which is mm-hmm. like a, which is a like a peanut fool's butter gold. sandwich. Fool's gold is like a. It's a sandwich. It's like it's a like, bread with like butter and, and peanut butters and stuff like, like deep that. deep
4: fried, on. like peanut butter jelly sandwich,
5: right? Yeah,
3: basically, right?
6: While and on the toilet,
3: like, it's replacing it.
5: <laughs> yeah, yeah, here's the problem, right? He was like, ah, my stomach hurts. I think I got a big old ball of stuff in there that I need <laughs> Kevin to come over and break up. And Kevin's like, I'm sorry. I'm too Ooh. busy on the
3: West Coast. I'm breaking up <laughs> I'm breaking up Nick's uh, belly of aspartame. (laughs) Aspartame. (laughs) It's like, I'm Elvis
5: Presley. I'm I'm more important than Nick will ever be. And we all have to agree on that one. Uh, Let's see. Uh, after an aso aso kind of This sandwich the is
0: nuts by the way. I just looked looked up this fool's gold sandwich. Yeah, it's you hard. take a loaf of italian bread, you coat it in butter and you bake it. Then you hollow it out and coat it with an entire jar of peanut butter, mm-hmm. an entire jar of jam, and you stuff it with bacon.
5: Yeah. That was his like favorite snack apparently, fool's gold.
0: That is a crazy sandwich. I
5: think he had a heart attack. I think he had a heart attack on on <laughs> on the pot. He was trying to get it all out and it just yeah. wouldn't move. Anyway, now that we've grossed out the audio listeners, uh, Hector once again dresses like Frida Kahlo to sneak into the party while Ernesto shows all of his friends, his great-grandson. so gross. Miguel asks Ernesto if he ever rejected or regretted choosing music over everyone else. He says, one cannot deny who one is meant to be, and you, my great-grandson, are meant to be a musician. We cannot belong to one family. The world is our family. He invites Miguel to the Sunrise Spectacular Show, but the boy has to get home before he turns to a skeleton forever cool little scene where he pulls up and he like pulls up to show him and like his skin's translucent i love that effect that's super cool you know what it kind of reminds me of of? back to the future
3: no i was well yeah i guess that too i was gonna say um sasha baron cohen's character in luca (laughs) 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 oh my god that 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 underwater creature from the deep that has this he has that translucent body you could see his heart beating uh that's what it reminded me of
5: Um. Let's see. He uh, so Ernesto grabs a flower and gives his blessing to Miguel, but the scene is interrupted by Hector. Uh, Ernesto is taken back by the appearance of his old friend, but it turns out that Hector wrote all. He's like, "Listen, man, this guy's a bad guy. I wrote all of his great songs, and when he died, he took credit for it." And then Miguel puts two and two together uh, because he says, "I would have moved heaven and earth for you, my old friend." And Miguel's like, "Wait a minute, there was this show." in there was a there was a part in a movie where a character said that right before poisoning the other character and then Hector thought about it and he's like holy shit he, that's exactly what happened <laughs> to me and i thought it was bad chorizo this whole time no one's eaten chorizo in all of mexico because of this story mm-hmm. and now we can enjoy it once again um Hector attacks Ernesto and security is called them to take him away and then he tries to gauge whether or not Miguel's going to be cool about this and Miguel's like yeah. I'm not going to be cool about this So Miguel <laughs> calls in uh, his security as well and throws him into a watery pit alongside Hector Of course, Hector is breaking down now. He's starting to fade because no one remembers him. And he should have listened. And and Miguel's like, it's all my fault. I should have listened to my family. And then Hector flashes gold and collapses to the ground. He tells Miguel all he wanted was to tell his daughter her papa was trying to come home. He just wanted to see his daughter one more time. Of course, his daughter is Coco.
3: What a moment. Oh,
5: (laughs) I am so stupid. He says, even if I never get to see Coco in the living world, I thought at least one day I could see her here and give her a hug. But... She's the last person alive to remember me. Uh that moment she's gone from living world Hector of course will disappear forever. Uh he he's like I remember a song her. once. They used to sing it every night at the same time which I think is just the most adorable and amazing thing ever and he says I want to sing it to her one last time and that song of course was remember me. A weird
4: a-, a weird song to sell- sing to your kid as he's falling asleep or she's falling asleep, right? No. Because you sing it to her, and then she sings it. The, I, th-
5: I thought it was endearing because, like, wherever he's out in the world at ten o'clock, they both sing that song, knowing that they're both singing the
4: song to remember oh, each other. Oh, all right, I, I that didn't was the get whole point that. of it. I thought well, that they of it. stopped. Sorry, it was... it's not about making shoes, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Coco, make we all shoes. know that Coco made a lot of shoes, so like, it's fine. Coco's, yeah, that, uh, you know what loco, me loco,
3: loco is going to be called loco patito, Kevin. Zapato. Yeah, You're you 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 saying. <laughs> Uh, let's see,
2: Um
5: mm. uh remember yeah, we get a really cute scene where Hector sings to young Coco, and it's very, very sweet, of course, a little flashback scene, he says, he stole your guitar, he stole your songs, you should be the one the world remembers, not De La Cruz, and then of course Hector's like, look, you're not getting this, I didn't write remember for the whole world, I wrote it for Coco, I'm a pretty sore excuse for a great grandpa, and then Miguel's like, another one of those fun lines, He's like, are you kidding me, a minute ago I thought I was related to a murderer, you're a total upgrade. He's like, then he says, my whole life, there's been something that made me different and I never knew where it came from, but now I know it came from you. I'm proud to be your family. And then he goes, you know what? I'm proud to be your family too. And then they just out the fuck out fuck, and yeah. it's awesome uh then Dante finds them and leads mama uh, Imelda and Pepita to them and they're saved Dante turns into a legit spirit guide and it's amazing even though it looks exactly the same but he's like hypocolor now and he's got these little tiny uh wings that are hilarious I think um, He freaks out
4: when it when it's happening you know
5: yeah
3: he's like I don't know very happening. self-aware of it yeah it's freaky yeah.
1: <laughs> so, so <laughs> I, I got it's painful this was something that was a little unclear to me both times I watched it did he die here and that turned him into it like did he choke on his tongue because the whole movie kind of keeps hinting that like he's almost gonna die a couple times like there's the the first time he's biting on his leg and he like chokes then when he's like when they're under the tunnel he like almost dies again and it cuts away and it almost like the uh hector's given a speech that really makes it seem like they're gonna cut back to him and he's dead but then this time he like chokes on his tongue and then then he turns into colors
4: no, no, he was just like he gained his wings. You know? Yeah,
1: I thought he like just an gained, gained his wings, basically from he. Because like, all been pets
4: it. are ready to be angels. Exactly.
3: Yeah, because I think at that point Dante had just been this ugly, gross mutt, and then at this point was like, uh, right, I'm serving my purpose Look, now. Annie, I'm gonna pop the fuck
5: off, dude. Just because something <laughs> lost all of its hair doesn't mean it doesn't have a purpose anymore. Okay, it doesn't mean it has to be <laughs> ugly.
3: Let's just remember that. No, in, now like, what? Now years. okay, but what height are we talking? We're talking,
5: and this, and the dog stands at at least five foot seven, five. Foot Aver-
3: eight. An average human height of like five seven, yeah. Some
5: would say like a right. perfect
3: height, perfect height. Yeah, average,
2: yeah.
3: Amelda mm-hmm. uh, gets
5: uh, mad at Hector, of course, because they, she remembers him because they used to be married, and he was the one that left her. Uh, but Miguel steps in and tells her that all of this was his fault. Hector was right; nothing is more important than family, and he needs to get Hector, uh, Hector's pitch picture to the family ofrenda. He's and he says, "I'm even willing to accept uh, your your blessing with all the conditions if you'll just help." And he tells his great great grandma that Ernesto is to blame. She's like, she, I love this woman too. She's like, he, it's not Hector's fault. Ernesto killed him. She murdered him. And Mama Imelda's like, that's no excuse <laughs> for yeah. not coming home. <laughs> I'm that still pissed. Not, being murdered is not an excuse for, for not coming home. I'm still mad at you. And it's a great little endearing moment. Uh, then, but of course, Hector steps up and apologizes to his wife. And Imelda realizes that getting Hector's picture back is the right thing to do uh, with the family reunited. They head over to the Sunrise concert to confront Ernesto uh Frida's show opener is bonkers and the crowd is bewildered uh Miguel and the family sneak in and uh with I guess disguised (laughs) as her backup dancers and run into Ernesto uh who Amelda knocks silly for killing the love of her life and he's like oh you I'm the love of your life Hector she's like I'm still mad at you shut up um but then of course Ernesto uses that opportunity very cute this is
0: my favorite quote from the whole thing it's just like so perfectly encapsulate my family of like mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah i'm still really mad at you we're gonna talk about that later but like you're still
2: so
5: yeah
3: i still love you
0: you know you gotta have uh, your
5: back. and then of course security get involved in a tussle ensues uh imelda grabs the picture from ernesto but she's actually taken onto the stage uh with the whole world watching uh miguel motions for her to sing and since she does uh miguel slams a guitar in hector's chest uh, to back her up she makes her way down the grand staircase set piece as security chases after her. This is a great scene, of course, interrupted by Ernesto, who catches her arm. And then they start duet, sort of sing, fight, kind of do a thing here. Uh, Imelda runs back to Hector with a photo and pulls out a flower. And you think it's going to be a nice moment, but you're like, he's got to be right behind you, right? She goes, Miguel, I give you my blessing to go home, to uh, to put our photos up, and to never, and he goes, never play music again. she goes, no, never forget how much your family loves you. That's good. But it's interrupted, of course, when Ernesto grabs Miguel and drags him over to the edge of a balcony—a very, very tall balcony—is about to throw him off, and then the ants think fast. They're like, "You know what? We can't be of much service here, but we can We do know how to run a camera and a switcher board, so let's turn that bad boy on him and hope to <laughs> God he doesn't kill our grandson." It why looks like the, Mama and has got the, that. Why
4: the main switcher not have uh, someone live directing, you know, or switching? Where's the TD? i don't know man but
5: he's, so he's probably just like
1: yo they went off book don't, we don't need shit. who the hell knows what's happening right I now there's random people coming on they're not doing the songs we practice who cares Kevin, yeah, the camera guy
3: was the same one that was with us when we were with shaq and I interviewed I, him yeah. just peaced out man, <laughs> went I saw to lunch shaq in, a,
5: in a papa john's commercial the other day i was like <laughs> shaq shaq? was like an
4: hour late that was shaq's yeah.
3: fault yeah
5: you're right Shaq yeah. doesn't care about your time
4: frame and also <laughs> we handled it i, I handled the camera yeah we, we got there
5: uh of course he's like hey man i'll do whatever it takes to, to like you, you know you got to do whatever it takes to fucking achieve your dream and protect it at all costs so he just tosses miguel off of the side of uh the building and of course uh, dante rushes to help but his little wings can't get it done so pepita has to step in and save the day uh swooping in to save miguel a split second before he smashes on the pavement below but unfortunately hector's photo falls out of his pocket when Ernesto returns you think that would have uh, killed him Probably. I always think that, right? You see this in movies where the the impact is like you're going then this way and then someone takes you this way, but it no, would still jolt your spine. But I mean like oh yeah, he's,
4: just... he's like that's is he like his physical body is there and like it would have had impact Oh the fall? Floral... Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Because it's like I, or does he, I wonder
5: the can same he just thing? not die there. I think he just needed to get like it was just gonna be hard for them to get down to him. So he was gonna die because the sun was coming up. I don't know. It was very it was it was dramatic. Don't ask
4: questions. Mm -hmm. It was dramatic. It certainly had me on my toes.
5: Yes. Uh, When Ernesto recruits to the stage, the crowd boos him and Pepita punts him into the bell, which once again crushes down on top of him (laughs) like it did in real life. Uh, Hector falls
1: to the ground. Hold on. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Kevin. (laughs) It it had you on your toes. (laughs) And then I said, tippy toes. Yeah. (laughs) The old phrase, have me on
2: my toes. (laughs) Had me on my toes.
3: (laughs) Yeah, uh, Tim, uh, I, I'm reading a, a little Pixar theory here that says that you were mentioning Dante's tongue. And apparently there's a part in the movie where he licks paint and yeah. they're saying that that's what kills him and makes him a spirit guide. See,
1: that's what I'm saying. There's like five moments throughout the movie where it's like it teases his death. Yeah. And then it seems like that time he literally he dies by choking on his own tongue, which is like I the think lamest you can way. Eat,
4: I think he can eat a lot of paint and like still be OK. Let's like do, do it right, kids right now. Kids in the 60s ate a bunch of lead. Lead paint. Adventure lead paint. <laughs> You'll pass it in the night. Don't worry. You know? It's not good for you. The lead chip thing is is no, bad. It's bad for you. Uh, there will
3: be long, yeah, long lasting yeah. effects.
4: But like, also, like a dumb dog, not gonna like, you know.
5: But also, like he was, he was guiding. He's been guiding.
4: Yeah, he Miguel earned for his wings, Tim. Like,
5: wait, yeah. don't even make this a, about things dying. Yeah, you want to take that, that goes
0: way. back to my question of: Can you die if you're in the spirit realm if you're not actually dead? Because at the end, he's back in like the normal. World the well, the, the
4: only reason he was right? in the spirit world, right, is because he was cursed. But like dogs can go in there freely. Right. Oh, that's right. Right. Or he was already destined to be the guide of this kid. Mm-hmm.
5: I you say he's already destined
0: to be dead. It's <laughs> like, damn, Kevin. <laughs> dead all along.
5: Uh, back to the plot. Hector falls to the ground. The sun is coming up and both he and Miguel are out of time with no time left. Of course, they give their blessing to Miguel and the boy awakens in Ernesto's vault he grabs the La Cruz guitar and rushes to Mama Coco's side to tell her about her father but the words won't do the trick of course the rest of the family interrupts and they rush in to stop Miguel from causing Mama Coco more um, stress and more pain but the boy knows what needs to be done he picks up Ernesto's guitar and delivers his great-great-grandfather's message in the form of a song remember me of course Mama Coco after a couple seconds does in fact remember him uh, she remembers the words like they were yesterday. She calls. She tells Miguel that her father used to sing that song to her. And Miguel tells her that her papa loved her very, very much. And then, of course, uh, Coco reaches into her uh, bedside drawer and takes out a small diary full of poems and letters her father had sent her over the years. More so, she pulls out uh, the torn part of the photo that Miguel has been uh, carrying with him, which shows
1: her father's face. I didn't okay. see that part because I was fucking crying my eyes out and everything was just blurry. <laughs> it's a great song. It's a great moment. Yeah,
3: I, I am. Yeah. Midway through a flight from Houston to San Francisco, just straight up like, like just ugly crying open mouth. But you can't see it because I'm messed up. And it's just I tears are rolling down my face. And I just hope that the guy next to me isn't like really worried about me. But then I assume he looked and saw taco and was like, <laughs> I get like, it. Got you, bro. I get it. <laughs> I understand it.
5: Uh, let's see, one year later, the town honors Hector for all the songs he had written, which uh, he wrote in in poems and letters to uh, his daughter, presumably before they came out. This is a little part we gloss over here, but the whole town's like, we honor you, we believe you, uh, and Miguel tells uh, his little sister about the importance of the ofrenda, just like he was told at the beginning of the movie. These aren't just pictures. They're our family, and they're counting on us to remember them. Abuelita comes in uh, and puts a picture of Coco next to that of her father. Oh, so another moment. has passed on
4: and then
0: well, we get we, the, we knew get... she
4: was really close, right? You know, no, yeah, but like fun, it's fun. just
5: like
0: oh, just right, the final right. moment, you know? just
3: having that happen. Like it's yeah. not like we even saw her a whole lot in the movie. It just hit yeah. me again. I'm just like got another wave. Let me get my fourth mask and put this shit on.
1: But see, I love how they they so quickly celebrate it though and turn the yeah.
3: sadness into a, yeah. a good
5: thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Of course, over in Land of the Dead, we do get that resolution. Hector finally gets to cross over and visit his relatives. And he is joined by his wife, Imelda, and their daughter, Coco. Uh, And they hold hands. He gives her a hug finally. And they hold hands together as they cross over the flower
4: bridge. Why is Coco super old?
3: Yeah, Kevin, it's like the Anakin Skywalker thing. What version of Anakin are we putting in as a Force ghost? You think it's dealing choice
4: because Grandma is like young or great great grandma but then it would be weird when when when
1: miguel
5: dies and he's old and then his great great grandma is a child it's like this is super confusing to everyone you 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 just the age you are and when you die that's isn't that what it is though is there anyone it
0: is yeah because everyone everyone we know
5: the source of death it is how they looked then yeah but kevin saying uh, why why wouldn't she be young why couldn't she be younger if she wanted to
4: well i was saying grandma imelda Right, mm-hmm. that's her name. Mm-hmm. She she like seemed like she was maybe in her mid forties.
3: Everybody died at the age of forty, like, I think. She definitely
4: she definitely died like That was
5: nineteen
3: forty-two, man. People
1: died when they were twenty. Yeah, Yo, there was if, bells dropping left and right, man. We if, don't know. Yeah.
3: <laughs> if you lived to the age of sixty, you were lucky. Um, uh, Nick, we also saw that whole wall full of like uh, Hector's like accomplishments, right? And kind of, yeah. um, and then yeah, I'll, the, I'll, the on there we also yeah we also see that part of the diary where it's like. Hey, chorizo isn't actually dangerous. You can eat it now in Mexico, and everybody celebrates. Like, so they're like, "Oh, that's my why gosh. It's day of the day. I knew everybody it. I knew it was chorizo. bullshit. This guy yeah. did it.
6: Uh,
5: um, over in the land, uh, let's see. Uh, over in the land of living, Dante and Pepita cross over uh, too, and they're back in their dog and cat form. Cool part where their uh, Pepita has a big Amazing. shadow. I talked about that at the beginning. I thought it was really nice. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they walk around the whole family, and we see both the living and the dead as they're all intermingling and hanging out and celebrating. As Miguel sings to all of them the end
0: god damn not the end because then we get the banger version of remember me by miguel and it's so good
1: yeah that is a good point joey
3: you're right
0: Recuerdame.
3: oh my god
6: seven syllables in the middle you need five for the first and last line if you're not poetic no need to fret it. haikus don't need to rhyme haiku
1: in review haiku in review I'm so happy you're back, Andy. We have been butchering, butchering that recently. <laughs> so uh, this good. is good. Tim made the
0: rest of us sing, it was not good.
1: <laughs> you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny to write your review in haiku form. Just like Zade Wilson did. For music, he strays. But for family, he must say, please, require to May.
2: Ooh, that's a good one.
1: That was tight. That was tight. Uh. This is not haiku i don't think you understood the assignment stefan stevens but i'm gonna read it un poco loco coco gets me every time i cry and i cry please remember me every time i say goodbye till i final die miguel can now sing of his lovely family team do the right thing this is number one in our hearts and memories like mama coco okay so i guess that was like four haikus to make one bigger message to us oh, about sounds like haiku.
2: he really got, got it haiku.
0: so
1: yeah yeah there yeah. we go there we go The Voltron um, of haikus. let's, let's see the Voltron and then Hikus, that's right good, yeah. uh, this is guys prepare for this one pizza bagel writes in this movie means the world to me as it came out almost a decade to the day that my father had passed away my haikus is from my dad alfredo with love from gordo let music carry you home remember fredo there we go that there was, we wow. go there we go. I brought it I'm Just a little bit. Uh, miscellaneous right? writes the plot in Haiku, of course. Miguel sleep. loves to play, but hides passion every day. Family says nay. <laughs> to the show he heeds, but where? No, 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 heads. To the show he heads, but where does he go instead? The land of the dead. Looking to be blessed, but can't follow her request. Sets off on his quest. He reaches his goal. But when secrets take their toll, finds truth in the hole. <laughs> Ernesto, rotten. Family, Hector's gotten. Gone, not forgotten. Not forgotten. Dude. There we go. Thank you God so much. Damn, for doing that. dude. Uh, before we get to Regu Bagu, let me update you guys with the Pixar theory from the nanobiologist. There's a recurring theory that every single Pixar movie is connected in some way. Here's the big, deep dive, red string everywhere theory for where Coco fits into the big picture. Before we dive into anything, let's take another look at Inside Out. That movie covers two things. One, emotions drive our actions, and two, our memories and emotions are extremely interconnected. They're two sides of the same coin. We've had lots of movies so far cover just how powerful emotions are, but this one covers the power of memories. Similar to emotion in the universe, A113 creates life, memory basically creates an afterlife. Emotions are who you are and what you become, while memories are what you were. Now that that's established, let's take a look at the afterlife, the realm of the dead. It looks very similar to another location we've seen before, like the Islands of Personality, but on a much larger, interconnected scale. This feels like a collectivism approach to a culture's history, where the more deeply tied to the culture a person or an item is, the longer they live in the afterlife, but also the grander their quote-unquote domain is, like how the Islands of Personality shape the person. Basically, uh, it's an alternate realization of mementos. Finally, let's go back to our friend who likes to play (laughs) Bing Bong. (laughs) bing bong just about everything we saw in riley's head was tied to emotions except for bing bong who existed solely as a memory he's not a part of the emotional psyche like the five emotions are or the pieces who help run dreamland or clean up old forgotten memory orbs he's an actual thing running around as a conscious memory of what riley remembered very similar to all the dead people in the land of the dead and his death is very similar to the final death that is featured in Coco. So overall, Coco's more of a vague piece in the puzzle that covers the other side of emotions established in Inside Out. It covers the power of culture and collective memory and emotions, and just how powerful it is by being able to breathe, in, breathe its own life. And it's the second half of the backbone that makes the Pixar theory so much fun. When trying to connect the pieces together, that's that's cool. I like that. Like that a lot. Now Andy, hit me with the ragged bagger.
3: It's a little bit slower, Nick. So just try to, a little bit slower tempo, no but you'll get it. No problem.
5: this <laughs> <laughs> is it still going or... okay no, hey what's up everyone welcome back, guys talk about guys for pixar in review uh number one of the list, there's lots of, number two prospect number three newswater and randall number four hopper number five erica de Vesconte. uh number six syndrome number seven months in the dogs number eight ego and skitter number nine Darla and barracuda number ten Woody, Sid from Toy Story 1. Number 11, Gabby from Toy Story 4. Number 12, Hard Scrabble and uh, the Roars from MU. Uh, Number 13, Otto from Wally. Number 14, Mordue and the Witch. Uh, Number 15, The Muddy, Water, and the the Terrafactals (laughs) from The Good Dinosaur. Uh, (laughs) Number 16, uh, Chuck and Hubris from Cars. 17, Jackson, Storm, and Sterling from Cars 3. 18, Axelrod and Lemons from Cars 2. 19 is Joy. And San Francisco from Inside Out with an asterisk, and again, number 20 the fear of getting lost in a department store, uh, from finding Dory, uh, which also has an asterisk because aren't, those aren't real. Where do we want to put <laughs> real. Ernesto de la Cruz? I uh, up there uh, <laughs> for me,
4: I think definitely above uh, the bad guy from Luca. What was that?
0: I have seven? it in between Hooper and Ercole on my list, Perfect,
1: perfect. Then. That's what I like I that. What do we A3? think? We I'd like go that. higher than that. I would I'd put it under Prospector in Toy Story 2. Now, who thinks? Let's do a vote. What we number is that? Now. Sorry. Number
5: so it would be with, number three. That would be number three. So who thinks uh, uh, Ernesto de la Cruz is a better antagonist than Ercole Visconti? I agree. Uh, what yeah, about Oliver. Hopper from Ants? Keep the hands up. If it's Hopper from Ants, mm-hmm. you think he's better?
4: I like Hopper better. Yeah, me too. All
5: right. Well, there you go. It's Only me and five. Andy that
1: thought that, so yeah.
5: Ernesto no. de la Cruz.
1: Boom, boom. boom. So boom. before we bring up the rankings, oh. Andy has not been here.
3: Right, I've missed out on a lot. Andy what were the last two movies his, I didn't even watch him?
1: He's won his battle with the snakes.
5: There were casualties on both sides, but we're happy I mean. that Andy's here. Finding Dory. Uh, finding
3: Dory. Uh, I, I want to give one my one. thoughts on Finding Dory real quick, uh, Tim. I, I wrote a little bit of a. Almost 30-second review type thing. Uh, Did you know that some sharks can fall asleep with their eyes open? Wish I could have done that while watching this movie. Finding Dory more like I find it boring. Enough with the whale talking sound. It's not funny anymore. It stopped being funny in 2003. Speaking of 2003, that was the last time a good movie was made. It was called Return of the King. Marlon and Nemo are very relatable in this movie. They're clownfish, and I'm a fucking clown for watching this. I would have rather worked for Ellen DeGeneres. This goes um, really low on the list for me underneath A Bug's Life. Wow. Yeah, yeah, wow. I and mean, yeah. you
0: just roasted the fuck out of Finding Dory. Don't adjust
1: your glasses. Don't don't be proud of what you just did. You fuck. <laughs> and then uh, for for Cars three, do you have anything to say? Pretty good movie. <laughs>
2: yeah. 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 So okay. Cars
1: All Cars right. three. Me and Andy both voted at number eleven, but everybody else uh, voted it lower, which means the number is lower. So the final new list so far is. Number one, Up. Number two, Monsters, Inc. Number three, Finding Nemo. Number four, The Incredibles. Number five, WALL-E. Number six, Toy Story 3. Number seven, Inside Out. Number eight, Toy Story 2. Number nine, Toy Story 4. Number 10, Toy Story. Number 11, Luca. Number 12, Ratatouille. Number 13, Finding Dory. Number 14, Monsters University. Number 15, Cars. Number 16, A Bug's Life. Number 17, Cars 3. Number 18, Good Dinosaur. Number 19, Brave. Number 20, Cars 2.
3: And By the way, I, did, I didn't think Finding Dory was that bad. I just wanted to really shit on it. <laughs> I right. just you really like this movie. I just really know? wanted to shit it, but I, I do yeah. think it's wild that you all have Cars three this low. Like this movie is definitely the most improved of any of these, and I think it should be way higher. You all are crazy, crazy. I say crazy. I
4: like I a fox. I'm happy. Good dinosaurs are real low. A terrible movie that it was.
2: <laughs> what about?
1: raptors. Yeah. What about Coco? I'm gonna start off. Uh, this is my number one. I I'm surprised wow. that anything was gonna beat Finding Nemo. Surprised anything was gonna beat Monsters Inc. Surprised anything was gonna beat Up. uh But this, I I really think that it, it does everything Pixar does at its absolute best. And you know, the Joey mentioned it earlier, but this is the most beautiful one. And I think that it. The last couple, we've talked a lot about the melding of reality, like the real looking animation and like still having character and how Cars 3 did like a much better job than some of the other ones. Uh, but with this, I think that it's unmatched in, in terms of style and substance.
2: Can to go next?
4: I like this movie a lot, but I think for me, I'd put it at number six right under Wally. Which uh, is our oh, rifle wow. number one? Oh. You know what I mean. Thank you.
2: Mhm. I put
3: this at number one. This <clears throat> is uh It's one of those weird ones where. What's the rewatch factor? Monsters Inc. I think is a funnier movie that I'd rather just kind of watch to lift up my spirits or whatever. But sure. this movie is just so complete and has so much purpose. And they just did a banger of a job with the story and kind of making all those threads connect in a meaningful way that just didn't feel cheap or faked or whatever. So, yeah, this is an uh, easy number one for me. And I'm so happy that I thought it was as great as it as it was the first time.
0: I think it's hard for me to put anything above up because I love up so much. But I think that this movie is way stronger in the villain department with Ernesto de la Cruz and how that all wraps into the story versus months and the dogs. I don't think is as compelling of a villain. Um, And the fact that the music in this is such a banger, I think all of that being said does edge it above up.
1: Nick Scarpino tough.
5: It's tough. It's real tough. Cause I'm with Andy like that. I think the rewatchability of like things like monsters, they and incredible is just more fun. But I do think this is just a far and away. Better movies. It's more complete movies. So I would probably put it at,
2: hmm.
1: I mean, I think it's better than Up. So I'd put it at number one. Wow. There we go. Number one, Coco. You know the rest. The
2: <laughs>
1: Same list with Coco on top. Like,
2: come
1: on. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we are going to return later this week with the beginning of Scream in review. And then next week, Uh, We're in our final stretch of Pixar in review where we're going to be doing um, Onward and then the week after that, Soul to take us home. Until next time, I love you all. Goodbye.